Hello and welcome to another episode of The Love Boat. I'm your host, Matt Johnson. With me, Preet Shaw, Carter Cox, guys. We had a nice week off to celebrate the Pro Bowl. How exciting was that? Incredibly exciting, just like the Pro Bowl <laughs> itself. Uh, Must-watch TV. I, for one, really enjoy seeing offensive linemen hike the ball and just take a knee. Like I... they would walk in the middle of a footpath and just not do anything for the rest of the day. No, yeah, it was awful. But we got to see DePaula long snap. That's crazy, right? Yeah, we Woo! got to see CJ Ham, uh, who, you know, I've always said in a five on five backyard football style game, the fullback is the most important position. So, and Daniel nice. Hunter, strongest guy towing the rope, brother. Got to see those guns in action. Yeah, but... probably might be from what he said, it probably is the last time he'll be in a Vikings uniform of any kind. So, yeah, we can talk about that. I saw that comment today. That was tough. I had to guess. I think the over hit on the flag football game. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And some brother and some. Well, that's all we'll talk about the Pro Bowl this week. But we do have other stuff to talk about. We'll talk about uh, the Lions getting dethroned. Um, I love that. Personally, as a petty Vikings fan. And then we'll preview the Super Bowl and maybe talk about the other games that happened. And yeah, maybe Daniel Hunter for a minute. So let's just Span back to the Detroit Lions 49ers game really fast. Uh, I guess Preet, watching this game, I know we have to go back in time a little bit. What do you think? I mean, like, did they blow listen, it? It was Dan Campbell's fault. No, honestly, it was. It the was they, blew, they blew it. They blew it. And listen, yeah. I wanted personally before the game to be a thirty-eight to seven style humiliation for the Lions. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If that wasn't going to be the case, this is the next best possible alternative. It's. They come out guns blazing. They're up 24 to 7 at the half. Chauncey Gardner Johnson, after Brock Purdy, like after a <laughs> touchdown, Chauncey Gardner Johnson's waving goodbye to the 49ers fans. Eminem's double birding 49ers fans. Like, okay, feeling, we can respect that one. They're feeling it. Like, they're showing Ford Field celebrating, erupting in celebration. And then all of a sudden, you have that incredible pass that hits off Kendall Vildor's helmet. Brandon Ayuk just stumbles forward and catches it at the two. And you just feel at that moment, oh, something's changed. Even actually before then, when they go forward and forth in like two, and Josh Reynolds drops it, you realize something's changing. And all of a sudden, you feel the momentum shifting little by little. And just Brock Purdy all of a sudden becomes Cam Newton 2.0 with just running the ball. He, I've never seen Brock Purdy He's run sneaky like athletic, bro. Sneaky athletic, first one in, last one out, plays the game the right way. I always said about that Brock Purdy kid, but uh, a <laughs> little joke there if y'all didn't catch I, it. I but love that. Jameer Gibbs also fumbles. You know, it, it just feels like slowly they're, they're falling apart. And, you know, people will say, oh, Dan Campbell, you know, you got there by going for fourth downs. You should keep going for it. Yeah, no, 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 not in this situation. You're playing a team that's experienced. It's been there before. You kick the field goal. You extend your lead. You don't give them any momentum and any chance to get back into the game and Again, it couldn't have happened to a nicer bunch of fellows in a Dan Campbell, a Chauncey Gardner, Johnson. Jared. I mean, leave Dan Campbell out of it. He's just a psycho. No, no, like, I'm he's not a football leave Dan psycho. Campbell. But you could talk about Chauncey Gardner Johnson or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, Kirby Joseph, and then Kirby, Kirby Joseph. Joseph. Like that's instant karma. Yeah, Carter. I, I would kind of just you know like to add real quick about in regards to going for that instead of kicking the field goal though i i do ultimately i i wrong decision right off the bat i knew right away it wasn't gonna ultimately agree that it's the wrong football decision but i think given the context of their team it was something like that kicker had i don't know exactly off the top of my head but he had some pretty bad stats from that range 
And, you know, I guess given the team's motto and really their mindset, I don't hate it. But at the same time, I absolutely understand why it went down the way that it did. But it, it is just brutal as someone who wanted to see the Lions win, to see a bunch of haters come on this podcast <laughs> and just just want, rip want. them to shreds. Well, you you knew this was coming after they lost. Oh, um, I, I, I most definitely did. And the I, problem is I was disappointed by it. You don't but... have a stake in the Lions. You're just disappointed. If they had won, look at the spot that would have put us in. Like you would have had but all the leverage here. They you had could just wipe it, it off. You could just wipe it away out of your memory now. But the like, game was theirs for the now. Tape. We look petty. Yeah, it is. And like you touched on really quickly, you know, you could say Dan Campbell got to this point by being aggressive and going for it and you know, running those plays on fourth down. Uh and maybe there is some merit for him sticking with that, having faith in his players, but that's my criticism of him. He's just way too much faith in his players. I mean all the time. At the end of the day, the Lions, like, let's make no mistake, they still have a very bright future. They have about sixty-one million in cap space. They have every pick oh, yeah. round pick. They're still and great ben team. Johnson's Ben Johnson's coming back. So they're only gonna it, improve it, next year. They're well, probably only gonna improve, but it is so funny to watch them go down like this. Because if there's one team in the NFL you expect to go down like this, it's like the Lions. It's it's very much a they thought they broke it. And then you know what team they that got really far. So it's a team that hadn't been there before playing like they hadn't been there before. And, and they they had a cakewalk. We talked about it. Like the okay, first they didn't face any team with double digit wins till the Niners. That's crazy. Was that just a testament of the NFC's uh, NFC North schedule this year? I think it's just I think they had an easier schedule. They, the only other good team they played I remember was the Ravens, and they lost that one, and the Cowboys, and they lost both those. So yeah. They, they they weren't very good and uh yeah well, the, you, well i mean you, you only play a, you can so put a slight asterisk by the cowboys loss no so no, and no. You, there's only so many double you, you don't need teams. to put an asterisk by the cowboys they complained about it for three weeks they made the memes of ha ha reporting eligible for uh reporting eligible for the nfc championship well I guess you're eligible for well, Cancun now, Dan Skipper. They, they they clearly took it better than you would have. No, no, they didn't. They made well. Did you not see their fans if, put if, billboards if around this, the city? If this had happened, no, 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 the, no, 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 no. They put for, billboards around the city of Detroit and Dallas. Of Dan Skipper report is eligible. Like that is that is not taking it better than me. That is that is being whiny bitches. Creed, I'm speaking from the perspective. Creed, did you, you just like call one someone of else most... a whiny bitch? Yeah, I'm just like you, you. You are one of the most like pessimistic <laughs> whiny people I've ever met. When it comes to football. I know this this and, whole segment is proving it because you're you're withering in a you're you're celebrating the loss of a Carter. rival like you won the Super Bowl. It is no, hating no, 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 is no, by no. far the most important part of my life. You should can, understand this. Can I, I do. My, it's sad. It's sad. Can I give my I take like, on this weird take? That's this weird theory. It's like oh, Vikings fans are losers because they're celebrating a team losing. Like we can't be happy because our team didn't have a great year. Well. First and foremost, we are football fans, too. And I think it's human nature to pick a team to root for. And I was also, rooting for teams the playing the Lions. Product. You want to see the best product in the Super Bowl? The Lions are not the best product. Well, they can play a fun game. But, yeah, I mean, you might be right. And also, like, you know, Lions fans complaining about, oh, the Vikings fans are rooting for us to lose. You're 32. The last 32 years, the only thing you guys have had is rooting for other teams to lose in the playoffs. Like, <laughs> oh, now it, hurts. now it hurts when someone else does it. Want, want, motherfucker. Carter, it's the pile on episode. What do you have? Oh, well, you know, no doubt. I completely agree with you guys because, you know, as a sport, like, you know, I can't lie. Like, if, you know, the Falcons lose, I might be happy. If the Saints lose, I'll be happy. 
but it's 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 not really even just this Vikings thing necessarily. What do you think happened it, last year when the Vikings lost to the Giants, bro? Packers oh, fans yeah. went nuts. What well, well, no doubt, but it's it's more so just kind of like nonetheless, it's just this it's this sad little little mind. It, it's sad nonetheless to see that happen like that. Like, Carter, we live in not, North Carolina. Do you not remember what happened when the when the Falcons blew that lead in the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I said and, and I celebrated. But it's it shouldn't be happening. I like, was rooting for the Lions it, until pa- there, until they started I, backing Kirby Joseph. I'm more I so. I'm more so speaking to the actual stuff that's going on the podcast. Whether it's more, it's it's less like oh, haha, you know, the Lions lost. It's just like this weird rambling of shoving it in their face. I mean, this, no, this I acknowledge. Was like, no, no, no. It's not shoving in the face. I acknowledge Ben Johnson's coming back. You have sixty-one million in cap. You have all your picks, but the fourth rounder. I acknowledge they're going to be good. I acknowledge they were good this year, but it, I can laugh now that they're out. I feel like both things can be true. This yes, would have been the whole episode last it, week, and the fact that we have to cut it short to talk about the Super Bowl. You're just lucky. Let's just say that. Yeah, I know. I, I guess it, it doesn't. It doesn't change my point for the real thing. Of I no, feel like it's right. always better to. It's a sad mindset that I think a lot of sports fans have that oftentimes seeing the other team lose brings them more joy than their own team winning. And, hey, I'm coming from a huge fan base of that being an Auburn fan. There's so many Auburn fans that would rather see the downfall of Alabama than the rise of Auburn, and I don't agree with it. College is a little different, though. I mean, there's always going to be tears in college. Like, at least the NFL, there's some parody except for the Panthers. But Hate is what makes part of fandom so fun. The amount of... Like, I wouldn't even oh, say I'm not hate. deny. I'm not we'll denying the hate. hate. It's I would say rivalry. It's like, more I so good fun. Not like, don't worry. I I I am all against it. It just gets <laughs> so tiring to hear like, oh, womp womp, y'all suck. I know. Well, no, I acknowledge they're good. Like, I acknowledge they had a good season. They but then to... my, my my point doesn't change yours. If if is what I'm saying. Well, here's the other thing. Me saying we're good, you're bad makes no sense as a fan. I think it's that's why it's all fun and games, unless you're like so mentally attached to a football team that's basically make-believe from you know where you're sitting on your couch in the afternoon on Sundays like that's silly but we're just screwing around and I think you know I don't know if I need to say that that's pretty obvious but I think people get pretty absorbed to the point on especially on social media where it does get out of hand which I think is mostly where and, and what, that's what you're talking about social well. media I get it and you know pre but and pre 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 in the texts like that's a full that's a whole new beast. Make hating great again is all I'm gonna say. See, he came full circle after <laughs> I confronted hey, him, just ultimately Dale. admitting that he was a hater. No, I, I I'm I've always been the first person to tell you guys I'm a hater at heart. Like hating is incredible. It's so much fun. You guys should try it more. I'm happier without it. We can yeah. touch on the Ravens. We we have he- we we're we're healthy. Do we wanna touch on we're the We're mentally Chiefs sane individuals? Game? Ravens Chiefs anyone I have a couple things I want to touch on it yeah I mean I was kind of disappointed by the game it wasn't like a crazy fun game there's a lot of mistakes made especially on Lamar Jackson's side which was disappointing for me as a fan of his and I kind of want to make it see him make the jump um you know I guess I didn't need to see him make the big game at least he won a playoff game this year although that wasn't that impressive yeah go ahead it's pretty interesting how the Chiefs have been able to completely shift their identity in two years they went from an offense that was yeah we've talked about that and you can powered. continue to do so but it is cool. it's an offense that's high powered quick now it's now it's a primarily defense and run based team they're pretty efficient crazy. yeah it's crazy to say because like the first script 
I, I don't know if Carter remembers the first drive of this game as well uh, as well as I do, but the first drive felt very almost Tom Brady-esque where it's play actions, quick passes, finding your tight ends, it's finding short routes that can develop into longer things. And it was really impressive to see Patrick Mahomes kind of shift his game from being this gunslinger to just making the making the right read, finding the open man. I mean, I that's what that, happens when your best receiver is Rasheed Rice. I mean, Rasheed Rice is pretty good. I mean, Travis Kelsey on that up yeah, and it out. Route. I was intentionally leaving out Travis Kelsey as a pseudo uh, receiver. About, but yeah. I was going to talk about Travis Kelsey on that up and out route. I was the person who believed that Kyle Hamilton could do a decent job on him. But wow, that guy's just – Travis Kelsey just on another level. And he played incredible that entire game. And even – I mean, I was looking back at the last play um, for the Chiefs, the real last play of impact where Marquez Valdez-Scantling catches that ball down. That play is created by Travis Kelsey drawing Kyle Hamilton in. It allows Valdez-Scantling to get behind the defense while uh, Kelsey draws the attention of the safety up close. And that really just, one, being able to call that play in such a tense situation, hats off Andy Reid because I don't think many coaches would. And then two, Having a player like Travis Kelsey with that amount of gravity is so important on those just shot plays because it just draw it makes it so much easier to get in behind. And that's why I think the Vikings next year might miss a little bit of Hawkinson and just drawing the gravity of the safety. And with that, sorry, I lost my page. I was looking at. Um. Yeah, like you said, I just find it interesting looking at the box score and like kind of rep looking back at the game from what I remember not really flashy like even Pacheco who carried 24 carries which is nothing to sniff at uh, he didn't have a good average modern NFL's like 40 back in the day no running back really gets 24 anymore no I mean that's like when we thought Madison was good is because he got like 26 carries a game when Dalvin Cook was out that's obviously changed now but like just to put in perspective that's how he garnered so many yards in those back in those days with Zimmer it's but also, it's, I feel like we could account for the weather. It was pretty, it was a windy yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of rain as well, intermittent times. So, yeah, so just didn't really feel like a playoff game to me. At least wasn't like a flashy one. I guess we don't always get those, but yeah, for me being a hater rooting for the Ravens, who I'm kind of a fan of, like, yeah, just that one didn't stand out. And I was more, way more keen to watch the Lions game that night. Watching uh, Zay Flowers and Lamar Jackson self destruct on national TV was kind of. It's kind of rough. I mean, Zay Flowers especially goes from that incredible catch over, I think, Legere Sneed it was, or was it McDuffie? It was over one of the two. And then he flexes and then gets the penalty for stepping on him, draws him back, gets the touchdown almost, but has the ball punched out by Sneed, and then it becomes a touchback. It's just, it's tough, you know, when you're a guy like, when you're a rookie like that, just creating so many mistakes and having so many mental errors that can negatively affect your team in such an important position. It, it was amazing to see the Ravens lose their identity as fast as they did. Yeah, is that is that just Lamar trying to play superhero? I don't think so. I think I, it was the, the opposite. Pl- the play calling I mean, was completely different. Is that yes, what it was? Also, Lamar it was, I was going to ask if it was coaching or Lamar, because like, that's kind of what it falls down to. I think it's a little bit of Lamar's mental as well, because there were, I mean, op- there were times where bit. he had a, there were times where he had a clean pocket and space to step up and run, but he just kept looking to make a pass when there was nothing there. Well, I think there was a perfect combination of play calling. I mean, with Lamar that Jackson well. doesn't have very many weapons either. Like on no, but like game. he has his most important weapon is always his legs, and he had open lanes and he had spots to rush it, and he just it, didn't. Yeah, he if he wasn't more, put in those, he still their leading rusher. If he wasn't put in those situations by the play calling of just these weird down the field passing. 
he probably wouldn't have felt the need to make a big play like that. I mean, we saw him force the ball a ton, especially in the third and fourth. It is quarter. really weird with that weather and the situation. They didn't try to get the run going at all. Their leading rusher had three carries besides Lamar. Three, two, and was three. It Gus? Or was it yeah, Gus Edwards had three yeah. carries for twenty yards. Justice Hill had three car- carries for three yards, but like again, why don't you pound just... the rock a little bit, especially with that weather? Like, I guess they're expecting it. I mean, you're the Ravens; you're not gonna. Yeah, but airing it out, Lamar. No, Lamar. Lamar's been very good. Airing it out has never been one of the specialties. Well, he's kind of stepped up his passing this year a little yeah. bit, but like, but you, what are you gonna do in the rain and the wind? When you when you think deep ball, you don't think Lamar Jackson. No, and he was trying to force it a few times, but and he graded. He connected with Zay Flowers in the touchdown and deep ball, but just maybe slow the game down a little bit, possess the ball for a little bit longer because. You know, you want and to he it. was efficient when he was completing passes, but it's just he was pretty errant with the ball. And then we saw an interception. Also, the Ravens defense played very, very good that game. Other than the first drive. They I mean, same as the Chiefs, first. kind of. So. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying it's more impressive when you do against Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah, obviously. Well, you'd like to see Lamar step up there, but he kind of has yet to do so, really. Let's. uh I'm good on that if you want to move into the Super Bowl. I don't know how much we have to talk about with the Super Bowl. I would like to preview it and then maybe some predictions, early predictions. I guess not early predictions coming up here, but we can do that. Yeah, I'm down. Works for me. Like, I don't know why, and it's probably... Well, actually, it's interesting. Both these teams feel like they could be better. Like, this feels like a Chiefs team that isn't as strong as it was in years past, although they've been putting together a good playoff run here, obviously. And the 49ers, I mean, they have Brock Purdy, who's been playing very well, but it feels like they're missing that piece. I had to argue this Chiefs team is better than the Chiefs team we saw last year. It's uh, Well, maybe not. Maybe better, then last well-rounded, year. Well-rounded. Maybe. It's more well-rounded. That's a better way to put it. I mean, you miss Tyreek. Well, that's they didn't huge. last year. Either. I know that's why I'm saying they probably are better than last year, especially with the defense. But like from years past, I'm kind of getting that when they were at their probably their peak. Yeah, I and feel I feel like, like the 49ers, the defense isn't quite as dominant as it was a couple of years ago. It is not. It is one of the most atrocious third down defense. So this Super Bowl matchup feels like a fall from grace, like a really slight one in a sense. Like it's just a different team on each side of the ball from what you know four years I, ago. Four yeah. years ago, this was a very exciting matchup, but just the regressions these teams have had have made it a little bit less exciting. I'm glad you're agreeing with me because, like, it's not just my perspective. It's just kind of how these teams look now. They're just different. They're different. Yeah. I mean, back then, the 49ers were still a stifling defense with a game manager quarterback, kind of similar to what they are now. Granted, the defense has gone down a little bit, and the Chiefs were a team that had an explosive offense. They don't really have that explosive offense anymore. Yeah, it's really well-rounded teams, which you don't always see in the Super Bowl, I feel like. Yes, for like, sure. Like usually, like I feel like one side's way better than the other, but this year they're both pretty good on offense and pretty good on defense. That I I'd agree there. Uh, only thing that concerns is the 49ers defense is kind of shaky. And I also yeah. believe you picked the quarterback who's been there before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the ten, problem so. is they're facing Patrick Mahomes. It's gonna be tougher Anna Fry this week in the in the Super Bowl, and that's they it. should they they really should invite her to the Super Bowl. They should invite Anna Fry to the Super Bowl. Matt has no idea what we're talking about, and that is that is the best part of this joke. Uh, yeah, I'm sure audience appreciates it too. But I don't know. I guess like any Super Bowl, like it'll be a fun game. I'm sure. Hopefully, you hope. 
but I'm just not particularly super excited. It wasn't a team that I was like keen on. Like, you know, I was kind of rooting for the Ravens and then the NFC. Like, I kind of like Matt Stafford now that he's not in our division. So, you know, the Rams were like a team I would have been happy to see. It's it's not the know. best story, but I'd yeah, say yeah, yeah. by far the two best teams. If that makes no, sense. No, yeah, I think you're right. And they were both the first seed, right? Yeah, actually, I mean, Preet, I disagree. It's well, the best story. I, Some I would say so. it's a storybook. Some would say it's a love story. There we go. We got Maybe there. just say yes. Yeah, we are going to see T. Sway at the Super Bowl. You think I mean, she paid for those we? tickets? All I'm going to say is, uh, hey guys, flying are from we? Japan, flying from Japan to Vegas. You guys know how, how many hours that is? Thirteen. Not in a private jet, brother. It's thirteen hours still. Uh, you know, Super Bowl Fifty Eight. What's five plus eight? Thirteen. Isn't that like our lucky number? Yeah. It's my lucky number two, which I was trying to, you know, me and Taylor Swift are basically the same person, guys. That's stupid as a person to insinuate that you have a lucky number. I do have a lucky number and I am not going to be, I'm not going to feel ashamed for insinuating it. I mean, the crowd is already as, you know, yucky as you can imagine at the Super Bowl. Now it's going to be a box full of like. No, I mean, I I argue the crowd is like very corporate and buttoned up. That's what I'm saying. I don't oh. hate that. Oh, There's oh, no you fans. Like, it's oh, all, you, you, yeah. you just said the, I see what you're saying. <laughs> it's yucky because they're there to show off their wealth. Oh, okay. I thought you're talking about like Baltimore trash yucky, like go Ravens like that. I thought you were talking like Minnesota trash, but. I'm glad your tree got poisoned. That's, I just tried to do a cricket sound. Um, that's harsh. Yeah, let's let's move on from that really rude comment, Carter. Frankly, I'm sorry. It actually it doesn't affect Preet that much, but Matt, I'm sorry for calling you a gutter person. Yeah, Preet doesn't even live here, dude. I haven't lived here in like a, like eleven years now, twelve years. I think I've lived yeah. more like life in North Carolina at this point. Yeah, let's call it North Carolina trash. And that's weird to call it Baltimore, although I know your sentiment. Um, no, no, no. You know, you like you. You guys yeah, know, like, know. The, the, cam, the people with the camo pants, like the go Ravens. Those guys, like that, that's what I'm referencing. You're good. Um, but yeah, I'm just messing with you guys. This uh, like we got like to play around a little what, bit. What, what was I saying before we got down that little tirade? Oh yeah, the, uh, we were talking crowd. about. Now there's gonna be a box with uh, the Kelseys and Brittany Mahomes and. Jackson Mahomes and Taylor Swift, like all oh, Pat, Pat Senior, DY number three. <laughs> I forgot about that. That could be hey, a super he, grandma. I hey, my Pat super Mahomes, grandma. Pat Mahomes went for Pat Mahomes Senior is going for DUI number three, while Pat Mahomes Junior is going for uh for Super Bowl number three. Beautiful. That is truly art. And you know, Patrick Mahomes, just perfect family around him. Reminds me of Aaron Rodgers, except instead <laughs> of ditching him, he sticks no, around no, 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 through no, thick no, Aaron Rodgers' fan was like actually like normal people. That's Aaron true. That's true. I guess it's like the complete opposite. Yeah, Jordan Rodgers is like the most normal dude ever. Yeah, like here's the thing is if Patrick if Patrick Mahomes did do his family with Aaron Rodgers, it's like a complete reverse. Like everything is no, opposite. If, if Patrick Mahomes did do his family with Aaron Rodgers did to his, we'd be like, yeah, we understand. We get it. Like you have a sexual uh, sexual predator as a brother. You have an annoying wife. Your Allegedly. Mom gets off Twitter and your dad gets three DUIs. We get it. But like. He hasn't been convicted yet. I mean, this is his third one. Like, he I'm could not be innocent, to... bro. It's it's kind of like the Deshaun Watson case where it's like, if it was one woman, <laughs> you could argue maybe innocent. If it's 27, you're like, yeah, he did that shit. Allegedly. Um, but I'm with you. Let's, uh, should we do some predictions? I don't know. Like, we can I, do that and go into Super Gremlin. I, I mean, kind of want to. 
I love for those on my private Instagram story and Matt and Carter are, you guys know I've only so gotten, us. Yes. You guys know I've only gotten two predictions wrong this entire playoffs. Uh to be honest with you, Pre, and I know it's gonna really hurt your feelings. I have not been looking at that. Ouch. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm, I might like just leave this episode and cry, but the, both of them were in the first round. I had the Rams beating the Lions, which was probably spite, and I had the Cowboys beating yeah. the Packers, and those were the only two that were wrong ever since then. So just the two bias picks. Actually, who would have picked the Packers, unironically? But yeah, so who are you going with? Who am I going with? Well, I, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, I've said last episode, uh, you just don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. It's not a, not a wise outcome. I think it's going to be a very close game. I go something like, I don't think it's going to be high scoring either. I think I'd go something like 27 21 Chiefs. Very humble of you. Let's keep it in the realm of possibility. And I think you did. Uh, Carter, what are your thoughts? Well, you know, the real, the Homer in me really wanted Lamar Jackson to win last week. And I think I even admitted it on the podcast. It was like, if I was putting money on it, I wouldn't take it, but I'm going to pick him just for the fun of it. And I really wanted Lamar to win. But like Preet said, you bet on the guy that's been there before. And I think experience means everything. And, you know, not that it's the exact same scenario, but we kind of saw Brock Purdy crumble a little bit against the 49ers on Christmas, I believe. Uh, the, the the Ravens. Oh, excuse me, the Ravens, of course. We saw him crumble in the first half, too. I was impressed with the mental fortitude that he back. I'm surprised how I'm impressed by it, but the thing is, is it doesn't matter to me. It's not even really that. I just wanted to bring that up as a slight point for the argument. I'm just picking the guy that's been there before. And Spagnola is a a genius. Yes, that's what I was going to say is this Chiefs defense is a lot better than any defense. I don't think a lot of the motions that the 49ers offense does – will actually generate in a lot of the mismatches that they would like because of the way the defense is set up. I feel I like, you, well, okay. The biggest mismatch weapon they have is George Kittle, and they need to utilize him because they haven't used him very well in his playoffs. They've used him well, as may, maybe that's Maybe that's the end game. That's that how, is I, that's how I, I was would, noticing that. That's how I would game plan it. I think... A big Kittle use check game. I think the only chance the 49ers really have is if they get the lead early. I don't think with the coaching experience they have and the personnel they have that they're going to be able to blow a big lead easily. Like this is like if they come out to a big lead, it's not going to be like the 28-3 Falcons. Like I think they have the coaching, the personnel that it's impossible for them to give up a strong lead early. But I don't think that's Well, they did this week. They did this week 24 to 7 like last week. That's not crazy though. It and was, they won. It was looking really, really rough at times. I just think that, well, no. Wait. I feel like no lead is safe with Patrick Mahomes on the other side. Of no, the I'm ball. saying if the 49ers get a lead early. Yeah, I'm saying it's also going to just be rough for them to get a lead early. because that That's what I'm saying. If that's the only chance they have, and I don't think it's likely, so I'm going with the Chiefs. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that's the only chance they have. I, don't I think it's the biggest chance they have. I don't see them winning. No, but but uh, it's biggest yes, only no. You see a reality where they win for playing from behind Carter. Not necessarily, but I'm not saying it's the only chance. I think well, that's... Well, it's the only chance that's above 50%. Like, let's say that. It's the, Okay, let's say... I'm just trying to be the realistic. Best chance. 
Yeah. 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 That's, I agree with that. I just, I My think, words I think that's but... a little bit. Hardy, but Hardy, I think you're you're just... kind of being like me. You're arguing just for arguing. And, no, it, and no, no. it depends what Purdy no, shows I, I, like, I, Purdy I, could I blow absolutely... the game early. I, I, absolutely... I don't know. Go ahead. I'm absolutely nothing like pre in this sense. I would like to say, I just think that, you know, using that, that stark of a word is kind of almost disrespectful to the Niners, which we have seen win huge games. This They've year. blown some pretty easy attainable games this year too, though. And it was mostly because of Purdy. And yeah, I, I don't and know that's if it's why, foolish that's why, to say, hey, I'm picking the chiefs. I, if, no, if really. That hasn't been clear, but it's, it's, I don't know if it's foolish to say, I don't trust Purdy yet, but I mean, he's floundered this year still. I, I mean, want to see him in the game. Yeah, I want best, to see him play in the game. I hope he plays great. That'd be so much fun. His, I mean, his most impressive comfort behind was this week, and the Lions' defense. We've said many times is not very good. I mean, come from behind, weren't they only down a score, or they were down two scores? No, they, they, they were down, down, three, down three, three scores. scores. Three. That's why I'm also like, they, they literally can. <laughs> I know I the Lions' yeah. defense is different, but like way different it's definitely not their only chance you know i don't want to get way off track why is the detroit lions like defensive coordinator getting like head coach steam i have no idea because players like him like that was the one report that came out that he's a cool guy but we don't need to go down that rabbit hole right now i'm just i'm i'm in shock when i heard like that he's a front runner for like coordinator of the year he was coordinator of the year like there were he was honorable mention like a bunch of times um, he's not a great defensive. No, their defense was pretty rough this year. Yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah, I I am going with the Chiefs. My heart says 49ers Like I'd like Purdy to win. Like that just sounds fun. I think it's a better story, at least to me. I'm kind of over Pat Mahomes. I mean, his blow up with Josh Allen was weird. Like the energy is kind of out of the sails I, for me. Can I ask an important question, real quick? Yeah. The the odds of Taylor Swift being mentioned in the Super Bowl MVP speech is six hundred plus six hundred. What, what are you guys putting? What, what side of that bet do you land on? I mean, that's interesting because both teams could mention her. I don't think the 49ers would. I think it'd be really funny if, if it was 49ers Kittle, bring out Kanye. Let's say West. Kittle was the MVP of the Super Bowl. It, the he only could people bring I could up Taylor Swift. Realistically, see doing it are Kittle or Debo Samuel, and two for and both for maybe McCaffrey. No, no, no. McCaffrey I don't think McCaffrey would. Christian McCaffrey is too kind of a human being. He's got a little bit of an edge, not like no, no. not natural. really, not really. Not he's mean... he's a like off the off the rec off the not off the record, but like off of football. I've seen him joke around. No, dude, dude's an absolute sweetheart. I mean, I had one run. And yeah, he's not gonna be a dick. You don't have to be a dick dude. to bring up Taylor Swift. It is funny. But yeah, no, I think. I mean, maybe if it's like a quick, uh, I hope all the Swifties don't come for me tonight. Like, I mean, what are the odds? It's going to be Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, yeah. maybe Purdy would be possible or like Bosa. I don't know. I wonder what the odds are for Anna Fry being brought up in a Super Bowl MVP voting or MVP. Uh, Hammer, put all your money on it. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, looks like the love boat. Is down with the Chiefs, unfortunately. But yeah, I'm I'm totally here for you know a post like let's put a little lull in this supposed dynasty. Let let's see some other teams, you know, get some rings. That'd be cool. I don't I don't think it's I mean it would have to do a lot right to now, be a dynasty, even you though you say that right now. Team. Andy Reid's getting close to retirement. 
Travis Kelsey's 35, 36. This might underratedly be their last chance for a real ring. They're putting stuff. I mean, you have Pat Mahomes. I guess the, the Andy Reid thing is interesting. I think as long as you have him, you're a contender. Fair enough. Fair enough. But Andy Reid angle is interesting. I think he sticks around as a, quite a while. I mean, you got to. He is. He, he's. I mean, he's kind of a lock for the Hall of Fame now. But oh yeah, those two rings obviously made him a lot. Yeah, those those put him over the edge. Uh, Carter, if you like, we could introduce Super Gremlin, and we can close out the show. I would love nothing more in my life right now than introduce Super Gremlin. Wonderful. Super Gremlin of the week is our segment where we get to talk about nothing related to anything that we just talked about, coined by Antonio Brown when he stormed out of MetLife Stadium to end his NFL career. And my Super Gremlin is none other than a social media admin who decided to dunk on actually some people that we brought up earlier. And very randomly... An Instagram account called Sporting News Anna Fry. decided to just Anna absolutely Fry. dunk on CJ Gardner Johnson. And I understand oh, yeah. why. It, Wait, it is, is just this the thing cra- I shared with you? No, I shared it with you guys. You shared it with us. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. the most yeah. random dunking on this poor dude. And I understand like why some people may not like him. But the graphic is just like a little sports graphic, just a little post that a social media manager and intern made. Wait, CJ I differ Gardner from Carter Johnson. a little bit. I am a hundred percent on board. I love this. Oh, post. I just think this is hilarious. I, I just think it. it's. I think it's just it's like the most wonderful. unnecessary funny thing. Oh, I think it's but necessary. I, I think it's tell- very necessary. So the, the only way it could have been funnier is if they brought up the picture of him crying. This is the only time I'll let Preet interrupt Carter without the like, only time. They, the only way they could have made it funnier is if they brought up the picture of him crying in the end zone <laughs> after the Vikings. Well, beat I'm him. sure the guests would love to actually know what it is before the commentary over it. And the <laughs> the post goes on where, the sorts. CJ Gardner Johnson has lost in every way possible in his first five seasons in the NFL. 2019 wildcard loss to the Vikings. 2020 divisional loss to the Bucks. 2021 missed playoffs. 2022 Super Bowl loss to the Chiefs. And 2023 conference game loss to the 49ers. That's just, I highly even doubt he's thought about that before. Oh, I think he's thought about it. I think Have he you heard him talk? Have you seen but, him play? No, in the field? but in, in the sense of quite literally, like, wow, you've lost in every single combination to get eliminated from postseason play. In in the same amount of years that that's possible, that's insane. You know what I think? You know what I think about that? Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. I am not a hater, but for a dude who runs his mouth, and if you run your mouth that much, you got to show up to play every day. Which you know, putting an insane amount of pressure on his social image. But man, he had this coming based on his shit talking. Did you not see his blindside block of Debo on the interception that cost them fifteen yards? Oh yeah. Just because he wanted, just because him and Debo have beef, and he wanted to, you know, hit Debo like that is. Do they even have beef? He just talks shit on Twitter, bro. They have beef. They have beef. That is grade A bitch behavior. Yeah, I don't know. I think that. I mean, yeah, Carter, we're on board. It's funny, but I think oh, it's hilarious. I'm glad it. I just think it's just like it's just so random to me. More so from the perspective (laughs) of like a social media manager, like was like this is what. Let me whip this graphic together. Yeah, like that's the that's the main thing that throws me off. It doesn't actually have anything to do with any feelings towards him as a player. I just think it's hilarious. Uh pre who is your super gremlin? Well, mine is Detroit Lions fans, and not to harp on them too much because you know they've already <laughs> been having and it's not for the reason Carter thinks. I can see him putting his hand to his face. Today morning, 
Lions fans seem to have decided that Amon Ross St. Brown has passed Justin Jefferson as a wide receiver in every metric. Pre- and I just, can hmm? I be fair? It was one, That's one person. One no, 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 no. It is more than one person. Look at the Lions uh, SB Nation page. Also it was a Twitter it. post. Surprise, no, surprise. No, no, no. The Lions SB Nation page also posted it. And it is just incredible that people think that Justin Jefferson is not the best wide receiver in football. Like, I can understand if you, or you put, could argue Tyree. Ty- Ty- or you could argue it. I still think Justin Jefferson. Oh, clear, I, yeah, hundred percent. Know? But Amon Ross St. Brown, Amon Ross Slant Brown. You're gonna put him above the guy who has the lowest A dot in the NFL. Like one of the low, uh, any premier receiver. No, get out of here. No, I'm not having it. Uh, my super gremlin of the week is Drake. Just kidding. It is SpongeBob. Drake. Yeah, Google it. Uh, mine is SpongeBob, and I found this report. CBS has confirmed that SpongeBob will be performing "Sweet Victory" to kick off Nickelodeon's first ever Super Bowl broadcast. We're gonna get an Ooh. MVP. We're gonna get MVP this Super Bowl live. Big Big Cat will never let it down. That's right. Who are, Somehow we, we'll find a way to some, get Mitch Trubisky in there. Let's get some bets. Who you? Who's your MVP? I It'll, feel like the it, safe bet is Mahomes. I, it's usually like but, a but sneaky you, guy. You can do one on the losing team as well. Yeah, it's yeah, usually. Oh yeah, that's when Trubisky won it. Whoops. Yeah, you can. I could see it being. My money's like, on like Purdy. I could see it being like Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel could win. Uh, probably not. I was gonna say he could win a Super Bowl MVP, but he probably won't. I feel like Debo would be Unless like an easy guy to target because he can get loud on Twitter. And if like he has a yeah, drop or something, I could see. Yeah, I could see. I feel like Debo is probably the best bet. You're picking Debo? I'm picking mm. Debo to win the MVP. I've got a good one. I, I'm going to go Chris Jones. Who underrated. That's not bad. Kids might understand the nuances of football and watch Chris Jones just live in the backfield and be like, oh. You guys, you guys are going to like my pick. It's Harrison Butker. Oh, that's pretty good. That's, that's a good. Good. That's a good MVP submission, that's I think. So we are getting a uh, Nickelodeon broadcast. We'll get, you know, maybe we'll get like Patrick Starr on the sideline again. Get some Ooh. slime cams. Question: Who's more relevant at the moment as an artist? Is it SpongeBob or is it Usher? SpongeBob is a good artist. I think it might be SpongeBob. I haven't thought of Usher in like seven, eight years. Like, I feel like this. It's a little late for him to do a Super Bowl, but. I mean, I'm not um, complaining. Can I be honest? I didn't even know it was Usher doing this halftime show. How did that, like, miss me? I mean, I probably heard it, like, months ago, you know? I, it, I don't think the Super Bowl, like, it didn't have the juice it used to as, like, a gig. Like, I mean, it depends who you get, like... I mean, Rihanna last year's... old like, school rock star, Rihanna's huge. Rihanna's huge, like... She was also pregnant. That was kind of a story. They wanted Taylor Swift, but she said no. This is well before the Travis Kelsey stuff anyways, but... Bro, it could you imagine if she was doing the halftime show? NFL oh. rigged for sure. Oh, dude. No, here's the thing. is like People are mad at showing 30 seconds of Taylor Swift. Can you imagine 30 minutes? Oh my and then God. she goes back to the box or whatever. Oof. But she's in Japan, you know? We don't I, know. I would like to add something funny if y'all don't know. Um... The Nickelodeon broadcast at times when they've, you know, put it out there at a game that Taylor Swift was. I believe they did a Nickelodeon broadcast of the Chiefs Raiders game over Christmas. But uh, I believe they, for a joke, they had a Taylor cam and just had like a, it almost kind of like how the Manning cast works. 
where it was just a See, I love that. Manny Cash sucks, but that No, but it, she she should she couldn't commentate, but it was in like the corner <laughs> of the screen. It was just called the Taylor Cam. And That's I think that funny. could be so funny if they did that. Can you imagine how many people would get upset? Yeah. People get upset at her being shown for 30 seconds like No, the the, the, the Swifties happy. would be upset if they did the uh They did the Taylor Cam? No, they wouldn't. They'd eat it up. I guess I I don't know if they're able to. I'll be watching. Like, I don't I'll know be if they're able the Taylor to actually cam. like absorb irony and process it. So you might be right. Um, I honestly don't know. I feel like we might interpret it as irony, but like genuinely for Nickelodeon kids, like that's probably pretty cool. Yeah, maybe. I, I'm not gonna lie. I think Taylor Swift, like being. A I bet there's more adults watching the Nickelodeon than kids, though. To be fair, the, maybe. Uh, also, Taylor Swift. I'd say like there's probably the most is like eighteen to twenty two year old yeah, guys yeah, yeah. who just think it's hilarious. I mean, Taylor Swift. I mean, I love it. Underrated potty mouth on her. Imagine she you have a Taylor Swift camp on Nickelodeon. Travis Kelsey like drops a pass in the fourth quarter. She's like, "Goes, oh, I'm gonna fucking kill myself." Right, like, like very clearly. Her and Donna. Very clearly says those words on Nickelodeon. Like you can see it in her mouthing, "I'm gonna fucking kill myself." Also, I would just like to add. Um, I think it is worth a mention in terms of Super Gremlin that the whole Travis Kelsey Justin Tucker debacle was really funny and just the most unnecessary thing in the world. It oh, is yeah. so funny seeing Justin Tucker get hated on by Swifties. Like this guy, and then an he killed singer. it. He killed it at the Pro Bowl. Like that was the only exciting event. He, he also, if you really want to go look at it, he handled the reporters' interaction about that topic very well. Yeah, I, I mean, he handled it a lot better than Travis Kelsey. Who basically yeah, he's, he's sneaky, out. sneaky athletic. Um, <laughs> let's do this. We're done. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next all all next week to. You know, talk about the outcome of the Super Bowl and a couple of episodes Day episode, in the works. Brothers, Valentine's Day episode for the love boat. Beautiful. So You've we'll just see you then. Preet, when are you going to not say that in the middle of me speaking? My bad. I thought. I guess too. you know it wouldn't be Preet's signature slogan if it wasn't in the middle of my sentence. So go ahead. Well, you you've just completed your voyage on the love boat. Love y'all. Have a fun Super Bowl, you guys. Great. Bye. Do you guys want to...